oh yeah i love this i was like yes finally yeah someone fucking burn the house down but of course like oculus fashion yes you get sucked in you're gonna get sucked into the house and then some other shit's gonna pull you away and you're not gonna be able to complete your objective so he's in the house and he hears some sounds i feel like horror movies have a good tip if this in this situation just go in light the match and run out like make or it don't even go in literally circle it on yeah. the outside with that freaking kerosene like he brought these two big jugs of kerosene or like gas and yeah. stuff and just light it horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where i gorehound julia marchesi delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums terry gamble who is hiding in the creepy horror closet my mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on foxy yet dodgy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the, the final, final girl. girl. So everybody, welcome to Horror, Horror Movie Survival, Survival Guide. Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Terry. And uh, this week we are going to be talking about 2002's Ju-On. Ju-On. Uh, the t- title of this episode is The Three of Them Look In. Uh, they, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, the tagline for this movie, when a grudge from the dead passes on to the living, who is safe? No one. No one. Literally no freaking person no. that comes across this thing. Mm-hmm. Is ever going to be safe. No. And I think I might be scarred for life. Just kidding. I'm fine. But okay. it was terrifying the first like the first moments of this film. So as you know, I, I don't scare very, very easily anymore because I've seen so many horror movies. Yeah. So um, I saw this movie on a double feature with Ringu at the New Beverly. Oh, gosh. And uh, Juan was first. And in between movies, I had to call Marion and be like, I'm freaking the fuck out, man. This movie scared me so bad. And I was just like <gasps> huddled in my seat in horror. And then, so it really, really scared me. And so this time I watched it by myself in my apartment. Yeah. Still scared the fuck out of me. Really? I was really fucking scared. And I was like, afterwards looking shit up about it. And I was like, oh no, because this is based on some actual Japanese legends. Oh, I don't like that part. Here we go. So there is something called an onro, which is a vengeful spirit that can attack in mm-hmm. physical form. Mm-hmm. So unlike we have ghosts that are just kind of non-corporal and mm-hmm. you can pass through them, mm-hmm. these are ghosts that will manifest and can fuck you up. Great. They also have, this is the one that freaked me out, mm-hmm. a legend of the girl in the gaps who is someone like all the little tiny spaces that don't get filled in in the world. That's where she comes through. Is that she, why they're so precise about shit there? Yes. Because it could be, yeah, because you need to, like, fill in all the little fucking gaps. So, like, I know, like, I, I think about it, it's interesting because it's rando, but, like, the difference between, like, American bathrooms and, like, Japanese bathrooms. I mean, people have talked about this sure. all the time. Like, our restrooms are are terrible, right. notoriously. There's always, like, weird gaps between, like, oh, the doors. The doors. Yeah. So and, that's like, where in, you'll see in her. Japan, they don't do that there. Like, all the doors are, like, always full. And I feel mm-hmm. like when they come, like, to, like, Disneyland, like, I always feel like they're, like, really put off by our restrooms yes. because they have those gaps there. And that's literally, I think, yes. probably because they're all terrified that some freaking ring girl thing or something is going to come through. Yeah. That's gross. That's scary. Now, that's so now, scary. now, every time you look at a little weird gap anywhere, you could be like, there's a horrible thing that's going to look at me. And then once they see me, like, they'll never let me go. Yeah. And then now I'm going to be like, like beholden to this thing yes. and I'm going to either commit murders or kill myself or uh-huh. they're going to come murder me. Yeah. It's, Great. Yeah. Girl in the gaps, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so this, there are... She's the girl of your... 
nightmares. Okay, so in the Juon world, yes, there are thirteen films. Oh shit! Okay. There are nine Japanese films mm-hmm. and four American films. And in 2020, we are getting an American remake of The Grudge, which was mm-hmm. our version with Sarah Michelle Gellar that came out shortly after this one, mm-hmm. which I've seen, which is okay. The Japanese one's scarier, for sure. For sure. I feel uh, like they just, they get the suspense was, anyway, yes. It's it's just, the cuts. So, yeah. <laughs> the editing is terrifying. Mm-hmm. How, when do you get to say that? The editing is terrifying. Just even like some, even stuff that's not technically scary like i just remember one of the shots in me that like struck me was like there's like a, a kind of a circle camera circles around this girl's like hair and it goes like right by, and like it's like and like toward the caress of her hair and then it pops out you think it's a freaking monster it's literally just this girl's hair yeah so literally everything around you is all of a sudden like animated like it could be part of this structure or part of this like thing or it could be it could inhabit you at any time yes so there's a title card at the beginning. I'm going to read it. It's mm-hmm. a little bit long. It's great. Uh, but it describes what the film is about. Uh, yep. The curse of one who dies in the grip of a powerful rage. This is what Juon means. Mm-hmm. It gathers and takes effect in the places where the person was alive. Those who encounter it die and a new curse is born. Mm-hmm. So it's this completely circular thing that's just going to keep going and going and going. There is no end. There is no end. Yeah, wait. I right. always say life is a circle and now it's a scary circle. Yes. Because it's this is the scary circle. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how much uh how many time jumps there are in this movie. There's a lot of back yeah. and forth in time and they don't make a big deal out of it at all. So it's like up to you to figure out where they are in time. I like that. I was trying to I, yeah, at first I was like, oh, because they have the little chirons that come up for each like little section right. and like everybody the, characters' names. All the characters' names. And so I was like, oh, it's like different the same time but POV, but I was like, no. no. I can't tell anymore. Towards the end, I was like, I don't know what time frame this is. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Oculus a little bit. Yeah, where you're like, I can't tell where we are exactly. And I had a ton of that. Very yeah. unsettling as a viewer because you're trying to figure it out, but you're also mm-hmm. distracted by all the scary stuff that's mm-hmm. happening. And then I couldn't tell if it was the house for a moment because yes. I thought about like, is it the uh, is it like the Oculus mirror? Is that the house? Is that what that is? But then she like has a moment in the mirror. Like yeah. there's some like mirror play with this film too. So I felt that all over it too. I was just like, ooh, this is creepy like that. And then there's going to probably be glass. And like, <laughs> there's also like the creepy crawly girl, you know, like iconic. All the J-horror yeah. coming out. So it starts out with this just, and, and I think this is what you mean with the editing that's terrifying. Is like the opening sequence is very short, but it's just a man who has clearly just killed his wife and the son is there trying to hide and he's all bloody and the mom's all dead and bloody. But it's just these crazy cuts and there's like there's a, the him like biting, his, biting nails. his nails. Why is that one so terrifying? It's again like Oculus again. I'm coming back to that where he was like got, got the freaking uh-huh. like paper clip, whatever the um uh, the stapler remover, remover where he pulled off his nails. It's yeah. the same thing of like that body horror because you can something you can attach to. You know when you have pulled a nail too far, sure. If you've bitten a nail too far, or if you've gotten caught on a mm-hmm. nail, I think everyone has had some experience of some sort of hand trauma, right. so to speak. Do you know what I mean? And it's just such like a close it's cut, visceral. and it's very close to his like to his mouth, and so that mm-hmm. it's just jarring because you don't know what it's going to cut to, and it could cut to anything. It could and, cut to like a dismembered anything next, yes. like you don't know. Yes. Um. And so then we flash forward to thank re- goodness. I was like, oh, this is all black and white. This is creepy, creepy. I literally wrote motherfucking intense is <laughs> like the top of my notes for the intro of the movie that's yeah. literally what i wrote and i was like oh no yeah they let I was you like, know hate right demon, away because i was like reading the thing i was like we are dealing with a hate demon and we just saw the most awful thing and then i saw a cat a black cat and i was like oh no mm-hmm. more cats 
Oh yeah. Anytime there's animals as a bellwether, these animals are bellwethers in these movies. I'm getting these tropes now. That's interesting. Yeah, we every had, single we had one cats. of these like yeah. He was Martin was a cat last week. Yes. And, yes. So uh, Rika, we met Rika, who is a volunteer at the Social Welf- Welfare Center. She's very sweet. She looks so sweet. I was like, oh no. Yeah. So she's a, a volunteer, and her boss uh, is Hirohashi mm-hmm. is pressuring her so they sh- to go to this house visit, and she's like, no, no, I'm not a welfare worker. I'm just a volunteer. Tier, like it's beyond what I'm supposed to be doing. Beyond my scope. And he's like, no, 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 we'll be fine, we'll be fine. Just go. To, we haven't, we haven't seen the social worker who went there last. He's been gone missing, so we need someone to go. Yeah, great. Go? Just send this young, cute, sweet volunteer instead. And since this other guy's gone missing, good call, guy. Well, he doesn't want to do it, right? So he'll Clearly. find somebody else to do it. And so she says, okay, and she goes and she walks. And it's just a house on kind of a normal street. It doesn't look like it's out in the middle of nowhere or anything. Mm-hmm. But like even before she walks through the gate, she like stops and is like, oop, nope. Everybody can feel, from, even from outside, how horrible that house is. I'm sure it probably also stinks. Yeah. Because as soon as she opens the door, very un-Japanese, like this place is a hot, hot mess. Yes. This is Destroyed. like... Destroyed. Like this looks like a frat party. Like has ha- you know what I mean? That's happening there. There's like rappers everywhere. There's like looks like there's shit like literally yeah. on the floor yeah. and like piss and like this old woman she finds. She Sachi. Like, got a good scare with the hand on the door. She has to go in and just this old woman sitting there by herself who's clearly just been there for we don't know how long. She's and like soiled herself. Yes. Like she can see it on her poor little and like kimono and like she's kind of comatose. She's not really speaking. She's mumbling under her breath basically at, at moments, but she's really can't speak and she just looks what it, it's such a, a terrifying like why is it so terrifying to go I, I like putting myself in Rika's shoes it would be so scary to go into this house you don't know the house you don't know the person and like something's clearly going on and it's out of your scope you're not supposed to be here what are you supposed to do so she bathes her and she cleans up the house and she finds this picture of uh dad and a mom and a kid the mom's head is cut out of the picture yeah and the kid's holding a black cat uh, and then she uh, goes upstairs and starts to clean up there and hears... But she hears some noises. Scratching noises. From I was like, oh, no, scratchy, scratchy noises. Not good. No. Never good sign. From scratchy, inside scratchy. the closet, which is taped shut. Like sealed. Yes. Like with like super duct tape. Like I was don't like... go in this closet. I was like, oh, no, don't open it. But she got to open it because... You hear something You hear something. There. It could be human. It could be an animal. We don't know because we heard scratchy, scratchy. We don't know what it is. And she, at first we just see a black cat. But then mm-hmm. we shift focus and sitting on the top shelf of the closet is a little boy who's just sitting there, kind of bloody, looking a little bit fucked up. And uh, he looks like a hot mess. He looks but, like a hot mess, a little but ghost. He looks like a normal little boy. Yeah. He doesn't look like a ghost yet. Not yet. Now he looks normal. He just looks like he's a little fucked up. So she calls the social worker and was like, uh, there was a little boy in the closet. Like sealed in the closet at this place. Uh, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And clearly they just tell her, well, it's fine. Just well, they're there. like, wait, wait for us. Someone will be out there. Uh, okay. And so she waits and goes over. Uh, she, t- she finds out the little boy's name is Toshio mm-hmm. and then goes over to grandma and grandma starts freaking out and starts clutching at her face in horror. And we see this gray shadow woman. Demon. Le- Le- we basically see a demon lean in yes. um, and she sees this demon lean in and then she faints and we cut. But it's just, 
the woman looks so terrified that I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, what is she seeing? And then you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, if you just saw a horrible, shapeless thing coming for you and then Mm -hmm. sucking out your life force. If shadows came and sucked out your life force, yeah, I'd be scared too. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, I mean, literally, it's it's, 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 it's shadows taking your life force. And uh, yeah. Grudge demon. So then we uh, flash back mm-hmm. to Katsuya, who is the son of grandma. Yeah. Who is just died. Sachi. And yeah, grandma. Sachi. Mm-hmm. Sachi. And he has his wife, Kazumi, mm-hmm. and his sister, Hitomi. These people will all come, come into come play. They all come back again because we're all going to get POVs from everybody. Yes, we are. And so uh, Kazumi starts getting kind of poltergeisted where something's coming and like knocks your teacup over. And she thinks it's the grandma fucking with her, which I was like, literally, lady, grandma is like basically comatose over in the corner. Yeah, she just sits there. Grandma just sits there because grandma has already had to contend with whatever demons are going on in this house. Yeah, how long has grandma been there? I don't know, but the, it doesn't sound like it's been too long because like the sister calls later, like Hitomi calls and is like, hey, like just checking in, like sounds like she hasn't been doing as well since she's made the move. Oh, yeah, So yeah. it sounds like they recently, recently moved in okay. there because we find out later that they have recently moved in yes. there because they did not always live in this house. But there's something wrong with this house. So this mm-hmm. should I should say, by the way, that this is uh, actually the third Juon film. Mm-hmm. So there are two that are released in Japan only. Mm-hmm. And this is a continuation. So some of the storylines inter- interact. Oh, we're from just, the other ones. From the other ones. But we're, we don't get those connections. Dagnabbit. So. I'm going to see do all the, of it. They do a cut later where they show like a bunch of cases on the table. And, like all these people have died in the house. Yeah. And those are I was wondering, of- I thought about Oculus again. I yeah. kept thinking about it because I was like, oh my God. Like it's like the history, like rundown of like who else was killed here? What yeah. else happened? Why? Is it the house? Is it the demon? Well, luckily for you, Terry, there mm-hmm. are 13 Juon films and you can go it. down that rabbit hole as deep going as you like. All day. <laughs> I'm going to do like a Juon the 13th day instead of Friday oh, the 13th. I'm there. Since we've done it like Friday the 13th marathons before, that would be fun to do a Juon. <laughs> um, so uh, Kaz- Kazumi sees a black cat in the house. Yep. Follows the cat upstairs where she sees a little boy. But like little bits and pieces of the little boy. Yeah, like little toes or legs or like feet, but not the eyes yet. No, not the eyes yet. And so uh, Katsuya comes home, is like, hey, what's going on? And goes upstairs and she is... She's comatose kind of like grandma was earlier, laying down on on this bed. Her face is kind of blue. Like she looks Looks like like she's she's out of air. Looks like she's like suffocating or like like she's... She looks like she's had the mental break. You know what I mean? Like she's definitely not... It doesn't look like the kind of mental break you come back from. No, she's definitely not there anymore. But he's trying to like reach into her, like like not physically, but like trying to like you know get her back and like because you think she's dead when you first see her. Yeah, she's just dead, dead. but then she's not dead. She Mm -hmm. looks she's still alive. So he's going to call nine one one. But then here's some noises and again technology doesn't work in this house either again a little oculi style but like like phones are not don't always do what they need them you need them to do and he's just kind of because i think he gets through but then he's distracted and like the phone's well here's a skittering too in the room again that screech 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 skitter 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 Uh i was like oh no anytime you're skittering it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be good nothing good happens after a skitter it's funny though because i like there's a little kid that lives up stairs from me so i can hear the running of the kid kids sometimes, do that all the time and it sounds like a horror movie to me yeah. i'm just like oh like gay just coming to get me like it's something like chucky <laughs> you know no that's very true if you live on the bottom floor of anything you know like if you have people above you like that is definitely there's it's, kids and it's such a, a distinct noise it's real fast it's a kid it's definitely a kid running um and then little kid kind of stands up from behind the bed and he's in full-on ghost form where he's 
bluish like white gray, like and then he's blue. got uh like his eyes are all dark and then when he opens his mouth mm-hmm. his mouth's all black he's got black in his mouth his eyeliner's all black like everything around, yeah and the noise he makes is the cat meowing <laughs> oh that you're welcome my, that my ears thanks. hi guys thanks <laughs> <laughs> sorry headphones <laughs> uh and and then kazumi when that happens kazumi chokes and then dies Yep. And this was my favorite shot in the entire film mm-hmm. is right after it happens where you get the shot of cuts close on Katsuya's face mm-hmm. and it's him being like, oh my God, what just happened? And then the house taking him and like he's turning into the guy yeah. and there's this lighting switch that was bananas. And then his face yes. even too. And his face totally his changes. His face totally turned. I was like, oh no. Well done. That shot aces really that was wild i was like oh no he's part of it now as soon as it as soon as she's gone yes it's uh, his face Mm -hmm. so good Mm -hmm. uh so then we and there's also we we forgot to mention that like there's like a high-pitched noise that happens as well yes so there's like all of these little factors that they don't really ever explain but they're just signs of what they're bellwethers again it's like you're gonna see the cat Mm -hmm. you're gonna get the skitter skitter and you're gonna get that like it's almost like a worse than a tea kettle whistle, like a really high pitched whistle. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, like a ringing in your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Hitomi, who is Katsuyu's sister, comes and she's supposed to be coming over for dinner. Comes in the house. Not a good night. Can't find anybody. <laughs> uh, grandma's just sitting as grandma does. Uh, but then we don't see, uh, or she doesn't see, but we see uh, him carrying the body of his wife up into the attic. Because that's where the bodies go in this house. That's where the bodies go. They yep. go in the attic. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he she, he comes downstairs and they have a conversation where he's just clearly out, gone. And he keeps saying, that's not my child. And she's like, what are you talking about? He, he basically insinuates that his wife has had an affair and that's why she's gone missing or and that that's she's who gone the little missing. boy is and that's like she's justifying why there's a little boy there mm-hmm. like all this like stuff that makes no kind of sense um it's pretty wild and then he gets his sister out of the house yeah, with this just though physically pushes her yeah. out and he, she's like wait wait wait, are you okay and it's just gone he's um, like no 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 i'm just dealing with this basically like my wife's a cheater and like uh, he's, uh, makes up a reason why she needs to get out of there yeah i and then she's justifiably freaked uh, and then we learn as we, because uh, she goes back to her office building, um, that this house is not just confined to this house. That this demon, this grudge, this Juan monster, it can, can travel, can follow you wherever you go. It travel, and I was like, oh no, yeah. So it's like she a poltergeist like, situation yeah, where she it's goes like to you the can't bathroom. Hide. I was like, okay. So then, then the bathroom is the first time we hear uh, the noise. <laughs> Screeches. No, the, the noise. Oh, can you do it? No, uh, 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 like that. That's great. Thanks. One more time. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like an old man trying to clear his throat. Is what I think it, about it, but worse. It's like it's it's <laughs> so funny because you're like, who thinks about that noise, and how do you pick that noise to be the terrifying noise that something mm-hmm. makes? Because it's definitely a human noise. It's very human. But it reminds it's me inhuman as well. And so this is the. I, it's it feels genius. like yeah. It feels like that very tired grandparent. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Though, like that sound of like uh, someone dying. Something. Yeah, it's, like, it's close to death. I think that's maybe why they picked it too, because it does have it's that a vibe. Very unsettling noise. Mm-hmm. So she picks up her phone. She's trying to call her brother. Hears the noise. Cl- drops the phone. But then hears the noise in the bathroom where she is. So now and apologizes for being on the phone to whoever's in the stall next to her. She thinks that they're making that to like clear their throat to be like. Don't make that noise in here. Yeah, don't be talking on the phone in the bathroom. Right. But then realizes like, oh, whatever was on the phone is now also here with me. Mm -hmm. And it's just a black 
void of a human head. Like it's so black, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So you just see like a woman's head coming out from around the stall, but you can't see any features or Mm -hmm. anything. And then she's had this little like teddy bear thing Mm -hmm. or something she had in her purse, or I don't know where the teddy bear exactly. I think it was like on her purse. On her purse, and then it's on the floor and she like runs. And goes to get the security guard. Uh, Super inept (laughs) security guard. Uh, This is a trope I'm noticing now too. I'm going (laughs) to talk about besides cats. Um, there's often inept, some sort of inept security dude. Yeah, cops. And every and, cop in every and horror movie. horror movies are usually quite, quite inept. Useless. Mm-hmm. Just mother freaking useless. What, I mean, he's a security guard in an office building. So what is he going to do? Like, he's not really trained to do much. He's literally just watching the CCTV. And like, he's, he's like, there oh. to report if anything weird happens. He probably calls the real police when something bad happens. Exactly. But he's like, I'll go check it out. He brings his flashlight and she's watching him on the on the CCTV, the closed caption t- circuit TV and starts to see something coming for him and it's just like, nope, I'm out. It's the void and it's coming through and you can see it through the TV. So... This thing has traveled now via like the phone, it looks like when it hopped over. It feels like it hopped out of the phone and mm-hmm. hopped in there. It's traveling. You can see it on TV. You can see it in all these different places. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why does it attack the security guard? Because the security guard hasn't been in the house. But is it now like he had contact with her and like anybody you have contact with? I think he wanted her to with? see. I think he wanted her to see it. I don't know. I feel like the thing knew that she was watching. Okay. I don't know. This is part of what I what I thought about it. Uh, because we also because later Rika will meet her friend and her friend will then. So oh I yeah, think it, it, it does. It does mess with I, you, and that's why the how terrifying. So it's not yeah. even just who's in the actual house. It's also anybody. Those people now. Everybody else is infected, and everybody else they contact. It's all to possible. Us. It's like this huge infection of hauntingness. Scary motherfucking stuff. Good times. <laughs> it's so scary. Yay. So then this uh, this is probably the scariest and or greatest scene in this film mm-hmm. where her is just like nope and just runs up to her apartment and then her brother calls and is like hey i'm downstairs what number are you again she- no but suspiciously like her brother like she had just ran away right and it was very awkward she's in a like very fragile state um but yeah. she's obviously been worried about her brother, right? Because yeah. he acted crazy when yeah. she saw him. So she's like, oh, I'm in 702. Maybe he's coming to like, apologize. I remember she's in 702 because that's also the area code in Las Vegas. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Home yes. State. Go, go uh, and so she looks through the keyhole mm-hmm. and she sees him. But then she opens the door. He's not But there. it was suspiciously fast. Yes. Like, like he, he, 702. Like, bing, he's there. Yes. Uh, and then so she's like, uh, and does what any normal human would do at this point where you jump in bed and you unplug the phone and you put the covers of your head and you go, OK, I'm just going to lay here and it will all go away. She just turns on and the then TV. She turns on the t- but then she makes a cardinal mistake of turning on a piece of technology. Yes. And there's a very normal looking newswoman whose face starts to glitch out. Crazy. The, the screen's like, scritcher, scritcher. Again, scritchy, scratchy. Nope. And then uh, she's huddled under the covers, and and here we are with the girl in the gaps. Lifts up the covers right before the girl in the gap, though she unco- realizes she has the, the teddy, teddy bear, bear that she that had fallen off her purse in um in the in the bathroom stall, which she yes. had run away and left. Yes, so all of a sudden it's back in her hand. So how did it get in her hand? Then she lifts the covers. Yeah. Then there's the horrible woman's face just right there under the covers looking up at her with that crazy look and just pulls her away into whatever void. Into the void. They're just missing because where do they go? Where are they taking people them? Keep, so then we start realizing throughout the film there's all these missing people posters. Yes. So, so like people are just them, disappearing. They find bodies for some of them. A lot of them they do in not. In another dimension. Who knows? But I love what a great, great horror movie scene because – what does everybody do when they're scared? They hide under the covers. What could be more terrifying than that thing is in the covers with you? And you, it finds you. 
and is looking at you mm-hmm. with those. There's crazy no, there's eyes. no safe place. <sighs> Scary stuff, Terry yeah. Campbell. No safe place. Um, and then so we, that was Satomi's stories, and so then we mm-hmm. go to Toyama, who was flashing backwards in time again. Yeah, where Toyama was a police uh, policeman who had been working on the case of all the people that had gone missing around this mm-hmm. house, and was finally like, "I'm I can't I can't." No, he left after this because he was like, "I don't want to mess with this anymore" because he could tell it wasn't good. No. I think he got the energy and the vibe that yes. things were not good if you hang around this. So he was like, I'm no longer a police officer. Bye. <laughs> there come the, the current police officers are coming to be like, hey, we need your help. You We know you know all the stuff about the case and he is not interested in helping them. Um, he is there with his daughter Izumi, who mm-hmm. is about 10 years old or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he eventually goes to the police station and like talk him into it. So he goes to watch. Well, he wants to help because they were like, hey, dude, that place that you know where it's bad. Some other people are dead now yeah. in that same place. Yeah, it's really so bad. So he's getting that he probably needs to help. So they, because uh, they have found, uh, and they had find the the grandma dead mm-hmm. in the Little house. Sachi, yeah. With her, still the look of horror on her face, clutching her fingers to her face. And Rika's there, cower, right, just on another level. Cowering in the corner. Again, she looks like the mom kind of did earlier. Yeah. Like she looks lost and like, in another place, Man. dimension. Something so scary, it just makes you go twang, and you're just blanked out, mm-hmm. and she's just not answering. And so, the thought I've had when they, because they have the shot of like all the policemen in the house taking all the crime scene photos and doing yeah. all the stuff, and I was like, oh my god, there's so many policemen in this house. Every single one of these people is doomed. They're all haunted, and now everybody they know is doomed. It's just like it's such a huge, amounting, multiplying horror. Like less people need to go in that house, and like yeah, they need to destroy that house, but. So they they uh they go into they also in the house they they have the the phone number of Katsuya who was mm-hmm. living there call the phone phone they can hear the phone upstairs up in the attic go up into the attic and there he is with his wife they're both dead so so many bodies in that house all the bodies what I also thought was interesting while they were at the detective when they were at their station though too there's um before they got went to that house there's a picture behind them of like no, a, like a, a, a phone with an X over it. Oh. And it's like no phones in that area. Uh-huh. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, ooh, they're smart enough to know that they can't use, they should, probably shouldn't use phones in like this area. Because mm-hmm. I feel like now that that thing's going to jump through the phones, I was like, <laughs> oh, they're giving me a little like, I don't know, they're giving you a little, um, the filmmaker's giving me a little, a little nod knowing like the phones are not good up here yeah. too. Um, and they also mentioned that Hirohashi is dead, who was Rika's boss, because so, mm-hmm. he had come to try to figure out when he was the one that found the grandma dead. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's the one that's disappeared. That's why he was gone. Yep. And um, so then they take Toyama back to the station to show him the CCTV footage. So the cops are like, oh, okay, we'll show you this footage. But when it gets before it gets to the bad part, they pause it and like called out for something else. So then he's like, I'll just watch it by myself. Not a good bad idea. move. Hey, if you're trying to be a final anything. Don't watch the weird video by yourself Mm-mm. because nope. that shit morphs. And again, it is alive and yes. it is coming at you through the TV. Yes. So he sees this kind of black mist getting the security guard dragging him away. But then it comes out and comes up towards the camera. And then it's just like up in the camera's face with the eyes opening. And it's no black good. void it's, sucked it's, into the void. Security camera footage I find incredibly terrifying because it's grainy enough to be unclear and it's it reminds me of um 
that woman who got was in the hotel in downtown, like the murder hotel, and then they found this like security cam footage of her freaking out in the elevator, and then later they found her body in like the water tank. So like this was the last footage they had of her, and like they don't know what happened to her. So I think I watched that footage and it scared me so bad that now security footage to me is really scary. It's scary. And I could it's s- only because you're getting a piece of information, and it's not all the information. Right. So your mind will fill in the gaps of everything else and make it terrible. Yes, that's what's terrifying about it because you have sight lines that are cut off. Yes. Do you know what I mean though? Like you're literally just getting like one, not even a good dimension of the story. You're sure. getting like and then grainy your imagination dimension. just like makes it so Fills much in worse. The rest. That's why it's terrifying. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. It's like reading a good Stephen King book and you're like, you're filling oh. in all the stuff. That's oh. why you love it. Look Let's at talk you. about Stephen King. Oh, oh my God. Wait, sorry. We're talking about Juwan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about the shot of Rika in bed where she, the woman is hanging over her face. Yes. And then the little boy is like at her knees with his yes. knees all brought up and his fingers all going crazy. That's terrifying. I think anybody close yelling at you, but mm-hmm. like silent close yelling at you is creepy. Hanging over your bed in yeah. your face. So Toyama is like, fuck this. I'm going to burn this shit down. Oh, yeah. I love this. I was like, yes, finally. Yes. Someone fucking burn the house down. But of course, like Oculus fashion. Yes, you get sucked in. You're going to get sucked into the house and then some other shit's going to pull you away and you're not going to be able to complete your objective. So I he's th- in the house and he hears some sounds. I feel like horror movies have a good tip. If this in this situation, just go in, light the match, and run out. Like make or it, don't even go in. Literally circle it on the yeah. outside with that freaking kerosene. Like he brought these two big jugs of kerosene or like gas yeah. and stuff, and just light it. Yeah, light it. But you know what will happen anyway? The house will fight what, back. What will happen is he will he will slip into some sort of weird time dimension where he sees his daughter in the future, and she's right. seeing him in the past. Right, because it's she's like, like sixteen now. And it's a nighttime shot for him, but it's a daytime shot for her. That's why I was like, these are not the same timelines anymore. I was like, who, where, who, where, I where, like, are, where we? are we? Because it's like, it's daytime for her. She's at this haunted house with her friends. Um, but he's, he's at nighttime and he starts to see the lady crawling towards him yep. and just has an excellent freak out, like mm-hmm. really starts to go. And the yeah. police come in and they're like, hey man, what are you doing? And he was like, nope, out the door. And the policemen find see the lady, and they're done done for. Yep. They come towards them with looks of horror upon their faces. Yep. Uh, so Izumi now we are in her timeline, mm-hmm. uh, and she is not doing well. Her uh, the friends she had three friends she was with in the haunted house, and right, they, are they had all, all dared missing. to go together. They're all gone. Yep. And uh, there's a thing about they had gone on a school trip, and they they all the photos from the trip are displayed, but she's not in any of them. And they can't figure out why. Uh, and the teacher's like, yeah, I'll make you some copies of those photos. Uh, but so when her friends get the copies of the photos, they go over to her house to show to them. And her house, no good. Her mom. Well, her mom. Can we, just talk, can we just talk about the mom? <laughs> the mom doesn't get much play. Uh, when she opens the damn door. But I like, was like, oh, oh no, lady. Oh, no. Because mom already looked kind of dead. Yeah. Mom looked like a ghost. Yeah. She's got like the dark eyes. Like she looks like she has never slept. Yes. Like she, her hair is crazy. Which I feel like, again, like, I don't know if I'm stereotyping or what, but I feel like in a Japanese household, if you look like that, there's some serious shit going on. Yeah. Because, like, propriety and face are very important in culture. So I feel like this movie really, like, messes with that, too, of, like... Yeah, going into a Japanese household, it's messy. It's messy. Like, that's, like, disgraceful. And, like, she looks terrible, though. Well, her husband had gone insane and then died. And now her daughter seems to be going down the exact same path. Yes. Where she is 
clearly she going insane. She has taped up her windows. She has like put like all these bits of paper. Like looks like she just randomly grabbed like um, newspaper and just taped it up there haphazardly all up on her windows so they're blacked out has her curtains drawn is drawn underneath her bed she's trying to close all the gaps you guys yeah she's got the hoodie up she's hoodie like, up yes and her friends are like hey hi friend how's it going you What's okay with in here the newspaper and she's like oh well the three of them look in they see me and they're like oh no <laughs> and she and then she tells them what happened basically now she confesses like hey by the way we went to this house they thought it was funny and fun I realized very quickly it was not, and I left. Mm-hmm. They stayed, and now they're gone. And, and she kept seeing us throughout the the month through her her parts. She was seeing the pictures of them, like of the missing posters of uh-huh. them. And uh, yeah, they they finally uh, reveal like one of the they pull down one of the newspaper, and there they are, like the ghosts, and the ghosts are coming for her. Uh, and she run goes like, goes to the house school japanese school girl ghosts pretty scary i would say um also kind of hot and amazing <laughs> uh, i was school like, girl uniforms, I, was like I mean everybody loves them good job yeah uh, but this is this is i thought this was pretty scary because she kind of backs away into a into a shrine they have for her father and the lady comes out and grabs her pulls her into the shrine into something that's not even it's, it has a back like there's no like where does she go where are they no, going i have no idea but then you all all of a sudden they're in the shrine but then all of a sudden like they give that beautiful shot where they do a close-up into the shrine and then we get like the dad's face kind of floating in there yeah. and then her face is now floating in there and now they're both like they live in the shrine now yeah so i guess he got sucked into the shrine as well so now i just think mom's probably next that's who they're waiting for yeah because mom's how did she get a like yeah. how is she but she obviously looks like a hot mess. So sure. something's going on with her. She's clearly got to be like. Well, she in, must be in, in front of that movie. shrine a lot because <laughs> she's praying a lot for her dead. I'm sure. Family, and now she's just going to get sucked in too. Yep. Uh, and her friends look at the pictures of them. Uh, once they leave the house. Once yes. they leave the house and all of the dead girl's eyes are blacked out. So there's. That's. It's like, like reverse Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Ringo, they have kind of the uh-huh. similar thing where your face is all fucked up when you look at the photos. Yeah. Well, that's what I keep thinking, thinking about all the stuff, like all the pieces of technology and all the like video, phone, um, anything where you can, that you look into, yes. like there's some distortion or that you have to hear through anything that's like your sensory, you know, it's, it's very like messes with you. Yes. It's wild. But anybody who's on the other side or in the gap now, like, yes. All their stuff on the other side is all jacked up now. Yes, and so, so then cool. we have uh, we go to Rika, who has mm-hmm. uh, awoken from her comatose state and is now kind of back to work. We have a uh, her uh, wheeling an old man. Oh yeah, this was so creepy. Okay, this is one of those things where like I feel like you know a lot of people I don't feel like like older people and babies like see like spirits sometimes. Yes, so it's, it's definitely playing you're on closer that closer to the other to side. the other side because like someone's just fresh in and someone's about to go out right. Yep. So this old man's playing peekaboo that she's wheeling around. With some rando, we don't know what, yep. who. And he does, he, it's a kind of a terrifying peekaboo. Like he does, it's not like a, a fun, you're just like, oh, sir, you're scaring me because what are you looking at? Because you're clearly looking at something, but what is it? And you see nothing. And Rika's not interacting with this. She's just wheeling this nice guy. At first she was on the phone at the beginning of the shot and he's doing it through the, like the window. Yes. And some old, some younger guy who walks by, like tries, tries to play with him and he's like, get out of the way, dude. He's like, get out, as I hit my microphone out of the way, <laughs> he's like, get out of the way, you know, like. You're in, I'm tra- you're in the way I'm trying to like play with this little boy or something and you're like oh no what's right next to her outside and we can't see whatever this thing is that he's playing with 
uh, and then let's talk about the shower sequence because, I mean, Psycho wins for best you know shower sequence of all time, hands down, of course. But this one, pretty fucking scary because it's like I what? Did- it- Go ahead. <laughs> I'm clutching myself right now. <laughs> you look so scared right now. I was because I was like, I literally looked down for a second as I was writing a note, and then I looked up, and that's I just saw like I didn't know what it was. Yes, and it just looked like looked like she had grown like things out of her back but then I was like is that a hand that I was like I don't know and then I was like it was just hard to tell what things were for a second yes so Rika's washing her hair and then when she reaches around the back to get her the back of her neck there is somebody else's hand yep in her hair that's terrifying and then she looks back and they're not there anymore no. so that's, I mean that's, that would not do me well I would feel not like settled as a human if I was in my own shower washing my hair and felt like a hand there and then all of a sudden did not it's no good I mean but this is one of the reasons why this movie just has these little images that like I'm gonna look I'm gonna see that image of the the lady under the sheet like forever Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see like I'm gonna now that hand that hand was Mm -hmm. the one that got me more than that sheet lady sheet lady kind of made me giggle a little bit I ain't gonna lie really yeah okay I'm terrible what what can I say some stuff scares me that shouldn't, and some stuff we everybody has their thing. Sure, but there's something for everybody in this movie. I do believe. Um, so Rika uh, goes out to lunch with her friend mm-hmm. Marco, and is trying to explain what happened and like how she's feeling. She said she can't and, really remember, and it looks like they're gonna have a normal, nice lunch. And I'm like, oh, how sweet! And then they sit at this table, and then she feels something with her leg, and, it's and it looks thick- like a cat tail. All of a sudden, it swished past her leg, but they're in a freaking nice restaurant. So she like looks under the table, and there's that little boy crouched under there, looking up at her with his little fingers twitching and just being. His creepy little eyes looking up at her. And I was like, oh, no. And then she, like, freaks out. Because that's when she realizes, oh. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I can't escape it. Like, it's coming for me. And it wasn't just, like, a passing thing where, like, now it's gone. It's still with me. Yes. And so her friend has to take her home on her freaking day off. And she's like, I'm sorry to ruin your day off. But she's nuts now. But she mentions the house to her, although she does not give her any details. But it seems as if Marco is just like find that house and see what's up and see what hurt my friend but she didn't even that's not even what i think it was like the house tricks her because it's like she thinks that she's going to go visit like a student from her school because she's a school teacher and she's supposed to be helpful like a helpful school mom now and we get that she's a caring school like teacher so she goes to make a house visit at this place not knowing it's the same place that Mm -hmm. her friend has gone to right and so now they, she gets a phone call with the noise and then rika realizes marco's at the house so she has to go back to save her but not just that Right before that, we get a bajillion cats in her oh, house yeah. as the dream. There's like 10 cats, like black cats in her bedroom, like as she's having this weird nightmare thing. And then the phone rings and that's her friend she goes. So I was like, oh no, too many cats. Shit's going down. Mm-hmm. She wakes up and then she has to go over to the house to go see if she can save her friend. That's some dedicated friendship because she knows she, what she's contending with yeah. this house. She's already been comatose at this house yes. already. I can't imagine being that scared and then be like, but then if I'm you know your home. friend's there and you love your friend, like if I knew you were there, I'd be like, shit, I don't want to go in that house, but Scary. I would go get you out of that damn freaking devil house. That is the sweetest <laughs> thing you've ever said to me. I am so touched. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. <laughs> I would get you out of that you want. I was like, no. <laughs> it's all right. This is, but this is why we're doing this podcast because this teaches us the survival guide rules that we need to learn how to Absolutely. do this. When this situation comes up, I go, okay, you, you know, you have your XYZ that you do to get out of it. Yeah. Although with this one, don't really see a way out of it, honestly. We're just going to have to go down in a blaze of glory together. I would go and bring some matches. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. You we'll know? burn it down. We'll hold hands. Hold It'll hands. be like a big glorious bonfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rika goes back into the house 
and just keeps seeing Marco's feet being dragged away. And it's just kind of leading her where uh, it wants her to go. We have the shot of the woman's face coming out of her chest. Yeah, that was crazy. So like what it is, is like they have, they have the amazing flashbacks of like, it was like a montage, right? Of like all the different times when people are touching their face. Yes. The, so, so it's like, like the old man playing peekaboo, pl- looking through his fingers. It was the original grandma Sachi when she looked through her fingers. Um, Everybody had like, even the little boy, like Toshio, like everybody's kind of like looked through their fingers at some point. So you get this like crazy, like, oh, there's something in the look and yeah. looking through. I'm and, not really clear. And I don't know if that's a gap too. Oh. Maybe. Because that's kind of how they're holding their hands and their fingers. They're looking through this this space, and that's the space that holds all of the things. I don't know. That was okay. my that's no. That's a great guess. I, I it's more than I got. Uh, and then we get uh, the the sequence that this is the first time when I saw it at the New Beverly, like cowering, horrified in my seat because it's the woman, and like you've seen the woman in bits and pieces, but this is the first time you see yeah, her. Yeah, like real fast editing cuts yes, too. where yeah. like they don't cut away and this woman, this actor's physicality is insane where she just looks like her body's broken and she's trying to still move and like she's not. And it's and, covered in blood now. Covered in blood and she's crawling down the stairs and they just, they don't cut and she just keeps coming closer and closer and closer. Man, that's some scary stuff. I do not like it. Sam, I am. <laughs> no, it's terrifying. And just her look, it's like, okay. But then we, but then we, so my, as far as I could tell, it turns out that the woman is actually looking for help in some way because her husband is also there and it appears that her husband does most of the killing, it mm-hmm. seems. So he's there ready to kill, to kill again. Yeah. Kill like again. Then we get his crazy bloody hand coming towards the camera, which is your, like your face. Yes. It's crazy. It's coming for your face. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it is a question of like, who is the killer? I also, I guess part of this is like not knowing that first two movies too. I feel yes. like there's more stuff that we're missing in the story. Yes, probably. Um, and like who really perpetuates it and how does it c- continue again and again and again. So they but, all, they're all caught this cycle. But they're they, all there. Yes. It's like all of a sudden you get, every, and then you get another little quick montage again of like all the, all the deaths basically and like you so like you kill your family and then you have to live with your family for eternity but she wants to leave yeah. like she's like get me out of here i don't want to be with the guy who killed me anymore but she but can't she's get stuck out. and mm-hmm. so then we cut to a uh, body up in the attic uh looks almost exactly like the wife uh did when she was killed in the beginning but we realize it is now rika has taken her place is wearing the wig and now it is her turn to bead you on to haunt and bead you on yep and dun, the dun, cycle dun. will continue ad nauseum forever. That's a beautiful shot because like, she's got her eyes closed and all of a sudden, ring. Oh, yeah, they got to do the last scare. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think this movie is terrifying. I really like it. I think it's very well made. I think I know that people kind of got burnt out on the J-horror stuff, but mm-hmm. I think that this is the best of the bunch. It's I, classic. I like Ringo a lot, but I think mm-hmm. Juan is a scarier film. And you? I don't think I saw Ringo, so I Ringo. Whatever. See, clearly. I like Ringo though. But He's great. Saw, He's my favorite the, Beatle. Oh, um You saw the ring though, right? The, 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 I've never seen. Oh, okay. I don't or how I don't I don't think I did. Naomi Watts is in it? No. No. Okay. That's me. Hi guys. Hi. Terry, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. That's why you're great for this podcast, Terry. Because um, you get to you're gonna learn so much of things you didn't want to know. It's, it's so gonna be great. great. I've seen like some J horror like at Sundance late at night, but I don't I don't think I ever saw uh, that. I knew when I was at Sundance. Shut yeah, up! I'm not. <laughs> I sound like such an elitist like film nerd now. You no. are. Uh-huh. How about some gore factor? Let's do that. Uh, one is not enough blood to fill the Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. 
three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We gave this a four and a half. Yeah. Somewhere between bathtub of blood and run for the barf bag. It's got some really scary stuff. The beginning, just the beginning alone. The opening sequence alone was enough to be like, I was like, oh no. Yeah. I was worried that I wasn't going to make it through. I was like, Julia, that I was like, no, no, no. It'll be fine. It'll like, be fine. Just watch it. I won't make you watch like Last House on the Left. Don't worry. No, we, I want we, to though. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Excellent. Well, if you want to. I do. I want to watch it with you, though, and I want to watch it with, like, the lights on. It's not fun. It's not a fun film. Okay, then maybe not. Okay. Um, but, yeah, but we – it was – it's solid. There's a lot of gore. We didn't give it a full five because it's not – like, a lot of the gore sometimes is because of the editing. Like, all yes. of a sudden, you're, like, you're you're jump scared because, like, it's cutting to something else and your mind goes crazy. Right. So um, – but there's still a lot of really – those terrible little moments and – Full blood and lots of things going on. Yes. Um, for movie ratings, um, zero to five chainsaws, one if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film, three seen worse, seen better, four not too shabby, five fantastical. I give this film a five. Me too. I think it's just from the opening sequence alone, I was already like, oh shit. <laughs> and uh, to the end, it's the suspense is really crazy. The timeline, just because of the jumping, I was like, I don't, by the end, I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore, uh-huh. but I'm okay with that. Yes. Because it's all bad. Like, uh-huh. it's all bad for these people. <laughs> and I get that timeline. Whatever timeline we're in, it's mm-hmm. going to end badly. It's bad. Uh-huh. Uh, but what a, what a cool way to just kind of uh, throw the viewer off where you are just tr- struggling to keep up with it. So, so inventive and great. Uh, next week, we get to talk about uh, the only film that Stephen King ever wrote specifically as a screenplay. This would be Sleepwalkers. I didn't realize it was that's the only uh-huh. one. It's not based on one of his books. He okay. wrote it just as a film. We'll talk about the pros and cons of that next week. Uncle Steve. But what can, I'm never going to say anything bad about Mr. King. All hail the king. Uh, you love him so much. I do. So Look at her. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to marry him. I know he's already married, but you know. Hey, second wife status is nothing wrong with that. That's my goal. I'm just ready out there to be someone's second wife. But they've wife. been together like forever. Like, no, they're great. They're in college and yeah, like, they're no. totally monogamous and adorable. Yeah. They're going to like, they're like penguins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we love you, Stephen King. We do. Uh, and we also love you, our faithful listeners. Yes. We love you guys so much. We do. Please uh, tell us what you think about Juwan. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and where you stand on J-Horror in general. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we would love to talk to you about anything horror related or non-horror related yeah you got questions we'll answer them yeah that's how it works yeah and uh we'll see you next week for sleepwalkers yeah yeah that sounds good check us out for that and then it give us a little rating on whatever platform you listen to us on if you're on stitcher itunes or whatnot um tell your friend tell a friend share the gift of horror <laughs> just like julia does with me each week it's so nice corrupt your friends it's really fun corrupt your friends and check out our patreon too we love you bye, bye.